Welcome to the Hello Spiritual Podcast. My name is Amit. And my name is Jose. And on today's episode, we wanted to talk about like what is currently going on in, in our lives. And that was seasonal depression. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing, people. It's a real thing. And before we get into that, how we usually start off, we'll just do a little check-in. Jose... How are you? Um, right now, I have this like knot in my belly. <laughs> and I was sitting here and kind of like, you know, focusing on it. And I was trying to release that little knot. And I realized the reason why I have that is because, you know, I have to get honest. And sometimes, you know, getting honest is scary. It's uncomfortable. And I don't want to share my truth sometimes. I just want to hold on to it and... Especially because, you know, we're on this platform where few people are going to listen to our podcast. And I'm just like, oh, well, what are people going to think about me being honest? And, da, 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 and just like, you know, running this tape in my head. And so as I sit here and I'm trying to breathe into it, I realize that it's okay. It's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to feel scared and, and fearful a little bit. And so my truth today is that I feel uncomfortable there's been some few things that happened in the last few days. Some big decision of me stepping away from the relationship I was in. And, you know, and her and I talked about it. And it was best that we kind of, you know, take a step back and kind of work on ourselves and, and see where that takes us. Instead of like, <laughs> how should I say it? Um ignore the elephant in the room <laughs> and we've been doing that for the last two months so i recently just thought i was like you know what jose let's just step away and, and do our own individual work and and see what that takes us as and and i have a fear around that because like i want to control everything right i want to know how everything's going to turn out and i'm like what if she meets someone else and she leaves me and, and you know this like my head just goes there man so I feel a little better now that I shared that. But other than that, I've been I've been good though. I since that happened two days ago, I just been in service. I've been helping other people. I, I'm I'm still doing the things I'm supposed to do. And someone asked me recently, it's like, hey, are you doing those things to distract yourself from these feelings? And I had to really sit with that question. I'm like, you know what? I allow myself to feel the feelings. You know, I cried and I expressed how I feel towards other people. And I prayed about it, did some work around it. And I'm like, you know what? I can still move on. I can still do my my things that I have planned for the day. And so I've, I've done that. And like this morning I woke up, I had a meet up with one of my guys and we had like hour and a half meeting. It was so fire, dude, so fired. I'm just so fired up about life. And like, that's why I love my life today. I love sobriety. I love the people in my life. And I was jotting down some notes the other day when I was in a meeting and like, I just started writing like, how am I dealing with these feelings, right? Am I giving myself the opportunity to feel these feelings? And then I was like, I'm grateful for my life. And then I was like, thank you, God. 
And the other one was like, I'm thankful for supportive friends. And that's what I have today. And it's such a beautiful thing. And so, yeah, I'm definitely not alone. I'm sure people are feeling the same way that I'm feeling. And you're definitely not alone. And so, yeah, that knot in my belly just disappeared. <sighs> that's why I'm like, oh, yes, I feel so much better. So I appreciate you creating some space for me and Mitt to share that. Um, and I'm I'm fired up to to talk about this uh, seasonal depression because it's a real thing. And you and I have talked about it recently. And so we wanted to put it out there for you guys. But before we get into that, how are you doing, man? How you how you doing? How you doing? How you doing, girl? Um, thank you, Jose, for sharing that. Um, and I'm really happy to see your growth in that from knowing you for so long and seeing how you're conducting yourself today is really beautiful to see. And I love you, brother. Love like, you, brother. Um, as far as what's been going on with me, I have the, the, the fear of doing this podcast right now. Cause like we, we switched up the schedule, right? Every two weeks. So like last week we did not record. So then we're, it's two weeks later from the last episode. Now we're recording. I'm like, how do I do this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought of that too. And then once I acknowledge it, I'm like, well, we just speak. Like we, we've literally had um, more frequent conversations without, you know, microphones just sitting here this past two weeks of like other things that have been going on. Right. Um, for me, um, showing up for, one, my job, showing up for purpose, showing up for friends, that has been called to action for me. This is a theme that I've been sort of seeing. And between um, admitting what I'm fearful of to people I trust, you know, I had some conversation with you, some some conversation with a few other other friends, and them sort of like reiterating back to me exactly like what I needed to hear. You know, because I, I need to let that energy out for it to come back full circle and be like, it's going to be all right. Let's walk through it. Let's create this disconfirming experience. Right. And the most recent thing this past week was I had to <laughs> similarly cut off um, uh, talking to someone that I didn't see it sort of going anywhere. Like it, it wasn't leading to somewhere healthy. And I was not looking at the obvious. I saw the obvious signs. You, you choosing to ignore it. <laughs> I was choosing to ignore it, right? And isn't that the concept of insanity? Like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So there was a moment in conversation where they were like, well, there's this sort of thing in the room with this, this energy. I don't know how, to, how else to describe it, but after it ended, uh, we're like, I'll, we'll just text each other to see when we could talk again. And I thought like two days out, no, right after that call, I was like, this isn't going anywhere. And I thought I came straight to your room. Yeah. I was like, bro, I got to do something and I don't want to do it. <laughs> you planned the seed in me. <laughs> so thank you for that. Yeah. And then I, I had a, well, then you took action with the conversation you had with that person immediately. And then I was like, oh, I'll just send the text later. Then you called me forward to action of like, let me, let's just send the text right now right and get now. it done with. Like, yeah. it, why is it taking much yeah. more space in your head? Right. So, through living vicariously through each other and learning from each other, we can support each other to walk through these things. That's what I want to get out of this. So I'm in a very neutral state right now. Um, 
a, a week ago, it was like, you know, the daylight savings time and the time change and all this stuff led me to the, this topic of seasonal depression of like, I'm super sad boy. I got my fluffy hoodie on. I got like super fluffy socks. I'm listening to tra- like sad boy trap. <laughs> like straight up. Not Hashtag sad boys. <laughs> and I don't For me, I don't know what it is about music, but um, it brings out the emotion that I'm trying to invoke. And sometimes I do perpetuate that longer than it needs to be. So I'm really grateful for, for Spotify just to hit shuffle and it gives me a different tune <laughs> to get me out of there. So through all that, I walked through a lot and um, it led to this point here right now. Um, the other thing that's on, on my heart is today is actually a, a, a holy day for like my family's culture. It's called Diwali. Today is the 14th Saturday. And that is like the festival of lights and like traditionally it's known when family gets together and um, basically like the holidays that start around, right? So Western culture, you have like Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that. Other cultures, you have these other minute holidays that bring family together. It's the same concept. Darkness comes, so you come to family and you find light. Mm. So that also leads into the seasonal depression stuff because... How have we conducted ourselves? And what has what our holidays been like from our individual lives, right? So in short, um, thank you for creating space as well, um, asking how I am. I think I'm human. <laughs> human We're level humans? of good. And it segues into the topic, right? Yeah, definitely. It's When you mentioned that topic, and I was like, is that a thing? And then we actually looked it up, and it's actually a real thing, and for me i didn't i never really thought about it because for me fall is like my favorite season like i thrive in this season like it's it's such a like a beautiful experience because you know it's my birthday and like you know it gets colder i get to wear my flannels my jackets my boots like i get to wear my fall clothes and you know the the trees it changes the colors i mean just everything about it and and not everyone has that same experience. <laughs> not everyone has that experience. And you mentioned it too, it's like you go from like 80 degree weather to like 39 <laughs> degrees the next day. And, you know, a lot of people can't just adjust to that right away. Um, and so like th- even this time around, like I feel a little different, you know, I feel a little more, a little more depressed, a little more just like, I wouldn't say dark, but just more like low key. Like I don't want to do much. I just want to be in my PJs. I just want to lay down and watch Netflix, <laughs> not do anything, not interact with anyone. <laughs> and like, I'm usually not like that around this time. And so I'm, I'm glad we're having a conversation about it because it has me thinking about how like, you know, other people really go through this and really, you know, struggle a lot. Um, what are some things that, that come up to you as we talk about this topic? Like one of the first things. Well, thank you for sharing how it usually is for you, because that gives me a little insight of how it has been for myself. Mm-hmm. So you usually like this time. I I like this time because there's more holidays and I get to isolate more. Mm-hmm. So since, you know, we have that energy sort of difference, like I like to introvert a little bit more. And this is like where I usually thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I take that to an extreme where it shuts out a lot of other people. I can't really do that in this household setting because like we're freaking roommates, right? <laughs> Which is good for me because then I, I, I could tap out of it, right? If I just stay in my, my dark room watching 
Uh, what is the last show that I'm watching? And then Easy? I finished that. The, Already? Yeah. <laughs> the It was something about Hell Hath Fury or something. It was something about the 80s. Anyways, about computers and I get lost in it, right? Because it's alternate alternate reality than my current reality. So for me, um, it's my go-to. Like I, I, I thrive in, in recharging my energy that way. But at the same time, it, it leads to this, like, I feel something missing, mm. which is the socialization, yeah. which is... Um, Coffee season. Well, the, the, the social norms of, of like, it, it's cuffing season, cuddling season, and, like, yeah. you see all these memes Gotta that come find up. someone, cuddle someone, treat them hot chocolate. You already know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at our producers looking over there smiling. <laughs> he knows. So with all this being being said like it's a trivial time for me because what happens when family gets integrated into this right so what i normally know is i start to isolate i start to recharge my energy family wants more time because they need the energy or something of the sort and it, it just feels imposing and it's not it hasn't been the best dynamic for me you know so i feel that there's a grievance to be had with the seasons to be changing and like that that goes hand in hand with how I recluse and then I come back al- acclimated to the the temperature acclimated to you know the leaves are falling and the sun is not being up for very long you know so really quick when when we <laughs> when we start looking up what seasonal depression was <laughs> oh you're going to talk about the lamp <laughs> We went down the rabbit hole last night. So how how my analytical brain sort of works is like I, I want to have definitions of things so that I could navigate around it, right? So I was like, seasonal depression is a thing. I saw a meme that spawned this conversation. We both hit that topic of like we relate to these feelings. Um, so I looked up seasonal depression. Um, and one of the first two Google ads was buy seasonal depression 10,000 lumen amp lamp. And I was like, what does a lamp have to do with anything? Like, it, it confused me. I was yeah. like, I'm depressed, so you want to give me a lamp? <laughs> and it made me laugh. And then I found the article that I was looking for of what sad, sorry, what seasonal de- depression is. Scientifically, it's called seasonal affective disorder or lovingly ac- uh, acronymed as SAD. <laughs> <laughs> In here, they talk about the, the symptoms and it's like feeling depressed and like having lower energy, having problems sleeping, feeling sluggish or agitated, um, the feeling of hopelessness or worthlessness or guilty, right? And it, it says, uh, where'd it go? One of the treatments, can't find it anymore. Anyways, one of the treatments in there or things to navigate it is light therapy. And like this, this is, I feel like how my organic type of discovery happens. There's something that comes up through conversation. Let's look it up. And like these phones can also be used for good sometimes, not for lamps, but for... <laughs> why not lamps? <laughs> but just, I look that up and then I don't click the ads and I go to the actual article uh-huh. and then I'm like, wow, light therapy is a thing. Right. Because in, 
in these times, daylight savings times happens in the states that actually, you know, do that. Um, the amount of light exposure that we're in is much less. So the amount of serotonin that our body produces is much less, i.e. like we don't have that many happy feelings around these times, right? And just even today, our producer came in in shorts. And like we're Bro, in our, he summered out. I was he's like, Damn. super summered out. And like we, we haven't left the house and gotten to the sun. You're in your PJs. I'm just in some warmer clothes. And we're like, this is pure fucking example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally the opposite. So with that, all that being said of the definition of so it. So you're trying to say I should leave the house today and get some sun. We could get you a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want goddamn lamp. <laughs> <laughs> but um that's what it, it sort of is is like an amplification of the feelings that i normally try to navigate from you know me uh with the anxiety and depression and stuff that i'm i'm doing in a workaround like this amplifies it right and for i feel like for the the next normal person that doesn't have to navigate that on a normal basis they start to navigate it in these times that's why there's more holidays there's more family gatherings the socialization is higher and then given the current situation of like, you know, the pandemic, uh, all that stuff, everything. you have a high level of stress and like, where do you go to do it? And then even the government saying, don't link up in large, large groups. Right. So then it's like this con- counterintuitive thing that this will come up with a lot of our pr- friends, a lot of our peers and probably a lot of families. So we wanted to talk about it. And how do we handle how, this or what comes out? How do up? we adapt? Um, As I, as I think about it, you know, one of the questions I just wrote down on my little notes is like, how do you adapt with, you know, with the season is changing? Like, what are the things that you're doing that that were working for you when the sun is out longer, right? And you have the ability to do things outside and you're, like you're saying, expose yourself to the sun more and, you know, get that energy that you get from the sun. Um, so it it is a little different because like I mentioned a little earlier, it's like, I'm like, I feel like the opposite around this time. Like, I don't feel as energetic. I don't feel as like super spontaneous about the colors changing and wanting to wear my fall clothes and and stuff like that. I just want to like be my slippers. They're really comfortable and I'm I'm glad I found them (laughs) and got my Raiders PJs and like my long sleeve freaking thermal shirt and I don't want to do anything. And so, but that's okay also too. You know, and as, as I'm thinking about this is there has to be a balance as far as like, okay, am I like doing this to feel worse or am I doing this to actually like you're talked about and like recharge your battery? Because this could be used for a good purpose. It just depends on your intentions and your motives behind it and and being mindful of how you really feel. Like yesterday I was feeling sad and, you know, I cried and I was like, all right, well, I still want to do the things that I had planned to do so let me do these things if i don't feel like working out getting out the house like i don't have to do that that's okay let's be mindful of myself and and honestly it kind of gives me opportunity you know fall into my body more tap into more of my feminine energy and and you gotta be careful with that too because like we mentioned yesterday we had this little meeting about like meeting our own needs and wants as far as like, you know, the feminine energy, like we can only do so much as far as the feminine energy within ourselves, right? And when you mentioned yesterday, it could, you could turn the urge of wanting that from another woman into an actually a choice or decision. Was it decision or choice that we talked about yesterday? 
So from the conversation we were looking at is um, when I recluse, I want um, more socialization. And at this time, like, because I was talking about my, my patterns around the holidays, right? It hasn't been the best with family or like relationship as it were. So my head goes into extremism. It wants to jump into the masculine and push my edge really hard. So I'm, I'm extremist, right? Either I fully isolate or I'm fully out there with whatever car trying to do donuts with the boys, right? And there's no in between. And because it's uncomfortable to figure that out, right? So it, it was when I'm on the other edge of wanting this connection, I'm used to that warm body of whatever past relation. I'm used to some socialization where people show me like love and affection. And when it's not present, I want to reach out and grab it because it's addictive. It's like, I, this is familiar to me and my body remembers what this sort of feels like. So why isn't it happening now? And then I was like, I need it. Right. And that, that that's where it becomes that urge. So, the way that I can end up fulfilling that sort of myself, because it initially it's like I can't find something in someone else if I haven't met it in myself, right? So in this instance, I'm putting my self-worth really low. I'm putting all my emotional like stuff into, into this imaginary potential that may be out there, right? So fulfilling it for myself would be... Um, it's the same principles as, as like I followed from the program and everything in my life, which is acceptance of whatever is going on. This is the scenario I'm in right now. How do let me accept where I'm at? What can I do? Cause that gives me my power back and then hype myself up to do it. Usually this is the part that I have trouble with. Um, but from reaching out to friends and talking about it, some maybe good platonic female friends or maybe, like good confidants that I trust that know me and then soundboarding off them and be like, this is what I want to do. And I'm da da da. And like, they're usually good at calling me forward on my bullshit. And then I end up doing it. And then I was like, Oh, I just, this is how I create the disconfirming experience to walk through something to heal my past from my body's like, you need extreme, you need this. Well, this is a middle, <laughs> right? And these things that I can end up doing in this particular case is generally moving. Because in, 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 in these winter months, my body feels colder. So like it, it, I physically feel my body as like, oh, this is the feeling of like withdrawals or like this and that. Because that's what I remember what happened every freaking holiday, right? And, I, and like in that moment, I am feeling like I'm going to die. I'm going to do this, all this stuff. And the body is just constantly bombarding my brain with all this messaging that one thing that I realized to do to help realign it really quick is just take a warm shower immediately like I, I woke up today i was like i don't want to do anything i was like warm shower do it <laughs> i've trained myself that's how i do it. and then I, I i can navigate the rest of the day much better and i kind of skipped over uh the, the point they were making but uh it's from taking that urge and fulfilling it ourselves to make that urge an option mm -hmm. that way there you go the option that way because i've built up my self respect self or self-worth in that yeah. that thing that i'm not giving my power away to mm -hmm. someone else is even keeled to that mm -hmm. as an option like i could practice old behavior if i wanted to but do i need to right, and right, that's right. where the option comes in yeah yeah that's what i was trying to get i thank you for explaining that and it was well said yeah, it's, it goes from being an urge into an option you know do is this something that i really want <laughs> Um, cause I know around these times it's like, you know, it's 
like you were saying, what you see on media, what you see on social media and just suicidal norms, like all cuffing season, it's time to, you know, get in a relationship and cuddle together and have hot chocolate and just go on little walks and do all the cute things because it's colder and, you know, all that stuff, right? And like a lot of people fall into that urge of wanting that and needing that. And what you're describing is like finding those needs and wants within yourself, building up that self-worth, self-respect that, Okay, is and then now you have some kind of self worth, so you have a, an option. It's like, do I want to enact in that, or do I feel fulfilled within myself? How is that going to help me? How's that going to fill up my cup, right? And so, you know, that's I've been I've been feeling like that last few days. I've been ha- having that urge of like I want like a woman's presence in my life. You know, I I'm missing that attention of like, hey, good morning, Jose. Hope you have a wonderful day. Like I, I'm missing that, and so what I've done the last few days is like I interacted with my my girlfriends. I have a lot of girls, they're friends, and like I had like three conversations with three different ones the last few days, and like it filled that that role of like missing that feminine energy. And I had some beautiful conversations with these women, and like some were struggling, and I, I was able to be like a soundboard for them and just hear them out. And so there's definitely ways, like you're saying, you know to I don't I guess negate that that pressure of like this is what you're supposed to be doing around this time it's like nah dude I don't have to I could be in independently alone and still feel okay like I don't need someone else to fulfill my needs and wants you know um Thank you for sharing that and, and involving how you've navigated what's come up for you because that does relate to what we're trying to, f- like, t- you know, navigate from our individual lives. Um, if I'm lacking that feminine energy, what are things that I could do that could help me either tap into the feminine energy and fulfill myself or externally through platonic female friends, mm-hmm. right? We were, we were just talking about this like two weeks ago or something. Like, how do I how do I drop into my, my body? How do I tap into that feminine energy that like, I'm kind of like yearning for, right? Do, do a more feminine energy inclined activity such as nature hiking, right? Or because nature nurture Mm -hmm. type of thing. Or like, um, also it could be like the, the food you eat. It could be more feminine too. It's everything. You can look at it as masculine and feminine. Kind of like the example from the book that I was reading. Sorry for interrupting you. You know, like the Hawaii and the New York situation. If you want, if you're missing more masculine energy, go to go to New York. It's <laughs> really structured, built, straightforward, disciplined, and just like go go go. If you want more of a fluid, slow and calming, relaxing, go to Hawaii. Right. I mean, obviously we can't go to Hawaii right now or like New York, but there's things we could do in our lives that we could tap into. I think that's where you're trying to, trying to get to. Yes. Thank you for, for the words. I, I appreciate that. Cause like, I was like, I don't, I forgot what I was, we had the conversation, the conversation is kept passing. It was really good. The, that book is really good. <laughs> Which book is it? The Intimate Community from David Data. He talks about the polarity of uh, the masculine and the feminine energy within the relationship. And he talks about the different stages that, that we go through to get to the intimate communion. Uh, the first one is the dependent relationship, which is back in the days where 
the male was the breadwinner. He worked and took care of those things. The women stayed home, fed the kids, and took care of the kids, took them to school and food and cleaning. And then the and it switched over to the 50-50 relationship where everything, the woman wasn't dependent on the guy anymore. They're their individual person. And they split everything half and half. But there was always something missing there, which is uh, the sexual uh, urge of being free of their essence of the feminine and the masculine energy you can't really do that when you're in a 50 50 relationship because it's really rigid and structured of like okay you got this i got this there's no polarity on the feminine energy so you want to transition to the the intimate community which is the polarity of both and back and forth where you're naturally going back and forth there's no rules there's no structure it's just fluid back and forth sorry i'm just i'm really into the book right now so i'm like <laughs> i'm all about it uh, what i want to point out is authenticity Mm-hmm. Right. So this all leads to if I'm being, if I communicate authentically with myself of what's actually going on, I can isolate that. Like I'm yearning for this type of energy. How do I fulfill that? You brought up some good examples and touched on a lot of the concepts of the masculine feminine polarity in each of us, regardless of gender or sex. Right. So when we've been, cause this allowed me to look at, look through life through a different lens and it's been actually really easier navigating life through looking at it through this way. It helps me isolate what I can do and cannot do in certain situations. And why do I do the things that I do that aren't helpful for me, right? So if I, if I run it back to doing these um, more nurturing or feminine type of things, if I'm feeling lacking like that, one example that I actually do every holiday is I, I bake cookies, like straight up. I need some sweets and I'm like, it feels like my past self has taken care of my future self. Cause like sometimes I'll come out of my cave after binging Netflix for so long. And be like, I just want to cook. It's the inner child, right? Yeah, it yeah. just wants to feel nurtured. And I was yeah. like, past self made some double fudge chocolate vegan cookies and Ooh. I'm just going to devour them right now. And that's oh, all right. Good. So what I want to talk about is how has our individual holiday seasons look like because i feel like that would paint a, a deeper picture mm-hmm. of what we're trying to uh the picture that we're trying to paint of where we have been and what it looks like now because we're this is we're talking about this because it's relative to what's going on currently we're not the best at all this but we've done we're doing much better than we used to yeah um i know when i first got sober that was always like something i was scared of you know, going to family functions and, you know, interact with families. Like, how am I going to do this sober? How am I going to, like, interact with people sober? It was just uncomfortable and weird. And, and you know, my, like, you know, a lot of people are, you know, like, I was adopted. And, you know, I don't spend a lot of time with my biological family. I spent most of my time with my adopted family. So um, even that, that dynamic, is, it's, it's, it's still kind of weird. Um because part of me still feels like like I'm the stepchild. And they don't make me feel like the stepchild. I still have this internal feeling that I know I'm the stepchild. Or adopted child, I should say. Um, but they don't they don't they don't show me that. They show me that I'm one of their kids and they ra- they raised me in this and this and that. Um so for me, like holiday has always been weird, man. Uncomfortable, weird, and like just it just gives me that like loneliness feeling and i remember like we talked about yesterday like my first two years of getting sober i've went to ton of meetings i spent a lot of my holidays 
at meetings. Like I didn't have nothing else to do. Like I'll go over to the family house for like two, three hours. And I'm like, okay, this is uncomfortable. I need to leave. And I go to like marathon meetings all night, <laughs> just stay there all night. And just, cause I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what else to do. Um, and I had some really good conversations with people during those nights cause they were struggling the same way I was struggling. And, um, and we talked about the community, right? You know, that community made me feel comfortable that I was not alone in this. I'm not the only one that's feeling this way. Um, so this time around, like you and I decided that we're going to do our own little Thanksgiving here at the house. <laughs> and that, cause I was supposed to go to Portland. <laughs> that's not <laughs> happening anymore. And this, my, my family, they're doing Thanksgiving on my dad's side of the family. And I, I, um, I decided that, I don't want to go there and I don't want to drive all the way back and do that. So <clears throat> I decided to, or you and I decided that let's, let's do something a little here. Like I've never done that before. I've never done like a little Thanksgiving here in my house with my you know best friend. Um, so I'm super stoked about that. Um, but you know, everyone's holidays is different. I know a lot of people structure struggle a lot around that. And it's hard, man. Cause like, I know with family it's, it's, there's so much pressure of like, looking perfect and you have to be there or else they're going to shame you for it or they're going to like disown you because you didn't show up and that's so unhealthy to do <laughs> you should not shame someone for not wanting to go to a family function that's so unhealthy like you should not tell someone it's like hey we're going to disown you if you don't show up for thanksgiving we're not going to talk to you and like i know people that go through that and i was like holy shit that's so traumatizing dude <laughs> so unhealthy um so that's that's all I got to say about that. Um, just feels a little weird this time around. It always does. But I'm pretty excited to have the little Thanksgiving we're going to do here. Oh, yeah, man. Cindy, we're going to cook our first turkey. We're going to fire it up. Are you, are you about to manifest that? Okay. We finna do it. <laughs> we fist to do it. So for me, thank you for sharing that. Uh, and I acknowledge that that is, that may feel difficult for you to actually enact from habitual patterns in your past in relation to to where i'm at through seasonal like depression around this and like how family wants my attention and you add the complications of drug abuse and or drinking like i have made patterns of self-isolation and extremism it was like I, I ate the turkey and like family i don't feel connection with the family and i'll just dip out right and so it it was either me pushing that whole whole masculine front of like let's go out, stay out all night, Black Friday, da da da, like coffee, and get all the deals for what. It's just chasing something external from me, right? To self isolation, this self deprecating thought patterns, and just like not wanting to talk to anyone. And to me, both of them are just ego in, at extremes, right? So when I got sober. Um, first holiday was weird because you know i'm using uh, a power greater than myself as a catalyst to make these decisions because i didn't feel capable of them on my own and i showed up for family as best i i could they may have similar patterns as it was before but at least i was present and then every year it got more that i could participate much more but then i started realizing that some traditional values such as what you said um, the guilting into coming, the shaming into something wasn't really true for what I held internally. 
Like if you ask me now, what, what does an ideal holiday situation look like for me? I want to work on my goddamn car for a minimum of like seven hours to make sure I get something that I just want. Cause that's my dream in reality. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I have passion in. It allows me to center because what are holidays, but to recenter and then get back into the day to day of whatever we must be doing. Right. You add for the family aspect, that's healthy family, not generational type of trauma. Cause I don't, I don't want to mess with that anymore. So this year, um, I mean, starting today, actually for, you know, being traditional holiday, um, I was, I felt I was guilt shamed into trying to come like do these things. And I set this standard of like, I don't feel comfortable doing this. It's not respectful to my own schedule. Um, and thank you for understanding. And it, I didn't get the response that, you know, I, I would like, mm-hmm. but it confirmed that I had to start stepping into what I've been minimizing for myself for so long. Right. Cause if you, if all these things are, they create this dynamic, seasonal depression, the, 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 the abuse creating this, this habitual mentality and the, the family dynamic, like it's a really tough spot to be in. Right. And then given the, you know, at the daylight savings time and like what actually is going on through shelter in place and the election, all that stuff, it's a lot of stress. Yeah. Wow. So it's good to have friends that understand and friends that can show up and call me forward. So using, you know, a power greater than myself to make according to decisions, I may or may not show up to just say hi to one of the family members who like, you know, she can't leave the house and she has complications with health. And like, I haven't seen her in a few months. Maybe that's the right thing to do. But for another family member, I may not show up at all and that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm making time for that. Looking forward to what we had planned. Cause we were like, Hey, Amit, do you want to just like have like a thing at the house? I'm like, actually that'd be really dope. But I would also want to work on my car. So I'll only be available in the evening. And I'm like, damn, look at us talking like we get like boundaries yeah. and self-worth and shit. You know it, was, it was perfect. Cause like I could just watch football. <laughs> I just want to work on my car. Yeah. You see, then you just meet and we have some food and like, that's what, I, that's what I feel like the epitome of that, that particular holiday is about is coming together for that mutual cause with authenticity. Why would I go to a family gathering and just get, I felt, I feel stuck sometimes yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And exactly how I was going to feel. Cause I usually, when we go on that side of the family, I feel, you know, stuck and like, I have to be here and, and, and especially cause they're going all the way back. I was like, dude, I gotta go all the way back. <laughs> and drive all the way back. I was like, no, I don't have to do that. I, I don't have to do that today. And, and that's my power, right? That's my self-worth. That's me respecting myself and knowing, like, what's comfortable for me, what's not comfortable for me. And, you know, my, my family, they're pretty respectful with my boundaries. And, like, when I say something, they, they understand where I'm coming from. And sometimes, you know, they need explanation and I give them an explanation because they have earned that right, to know that when I do set some boundaries and, and they acknowledge it and they're like, Hey, I respect you telling me this and I understand. Um, and they don't, they don't shame me for that. Um, unlike my biological family is a little different, you know, it's, it's very shame based and unhealthy and, um, I'm sure they're going to try to invite me over, but I'm going to stay true to myself. And, and it's interesting too, cause we talked about like, I had like, I have five days off that week. And since I'm not going to Portland, I was like, well, I've just, Go, go to work, right? Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, it's like, <laughs> why can't you just take the days off for yourself? Why, why are you doing it for someone else? I'm like, 
shit you're fucking right dude <laughs> why not take the days off for myself instead of for someone else do it for yourself and i was like you're right Amit. i'm gonna do that i was just telling my boss like hey i'm not going to portland but i'm still taking my days off so it feels good <laughs> I, I wanted to drop the f-bomb on there but i was like ah, i don't need to <laughs> well congratulations to you for stepping into that power or seeing that as an opportunity to try out something different because then it is that that exchange of how we we have this masculine feminine energy dropping into body or calling forward to action you 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 felt like oh i need to go back into work feeling that call forward into action or maybe possibly use that as a distraction or like i can get some more money it's like but if we navigate that self-worth to a level of like how we treat family or people that we deem high higher in respect we can take the day off for ourselves mm -hmm. as well yeah. you know and i could take my own advice <laughs> well you had no option you couldn't get the day off the next day yeah i'm, I'm still gonna work on my car that's what matters yeah. but i mean on like a separate occasion got like it, i could take it, it. Yeah. i could take a random day off for myself because like as as we know physical health um if someone's sick, they can't come to work. But what if someone's mentally not well? You need that recharge day occasionally. A mental stress day. And that's what I, I need for myself on occasion. That's, that's what I was getting at. So this paints a picture of like how we've navigated the seasons, the holidays, what comes up individually. We spoke roughly of you know the, the feminine masculine energy, which you know there's a future episode that we're trying to compilate for that. But to combat these tendencies to grow, what I want to like sort of end with is what can people do to navigate th themselves? And I'm going to go back to the article that I, I, I was reading. You going back to the lamp? I'm not going to buy a lamp. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> Send it. it feels like the moth memes are just coming full circle moth <laughs> lamp memes <laughs> the, those one where it says like maybe oh, i wasn't looking for the, the lamp outside after all maybe i was the light for my to light my own lamp or something Ooh. like that i was like that's so deep <laughs> return of the moth memes but light therapy is one um i'm not gonna denounce that um it's using light to mimic a longer sunny day, which the body responds to, but it's got to be really bright light, which, I mean, I'm, I'm slowly understanding that. But the other things that this, this article talks about is well, on some medications provided by, you know, our doctors, the antidepressants that, that may help, um, the one that really spoke out to me is mind and body connection. Hmm. The examples of mind and body techniques that some may include, that some people may choose to try to help with sad include relax, relaxation techniques such as yoga or Tai Chi, which from my knowledge of it is basically stagnant energy being moved around in your body and you get more in touch with your body. Meditation to tap into what the mental is saying and it, it comes up, then you can accept it and move on to the next step. Guided imagery. We I remember that we talked about uh, the one that pops child, up. The inner child one. The inner child meditation, guided like meditation. 
uh, music or art therapy. For me, emo music. <laughs> well, like like nostalgic um, house music from like the '90s and 2000s, driving on the the 80 for like an hour. That's therapeutic for me. Or like some Tycho, man. Tycho. Tycho's like, it's perfect. Honestly, I think Tycho's music is it's perfect in every season. It does not matter like if the sun is up or down or it's raining or it's spring or it's super hot. Like Tycho fits at every fucking season. It just does. It's like binaural or lo-fi beats. Mm-hmm. You, you used to play that before we had every single podcast because yeah. it sets the it sets the mental tone, state. Yeah, it just you, it makes you feel grounded and it's like at pace. I'm like, mm, I love it. So, sorry, you were saying? No, go ahead. So that's what that article says. What I have done in practice is journal using meditation to have stuff bubble up that comes to my mental. Then I write it out. That way it's not stuck in my mental. That way I can start working on it. Um, doing something that I love to drop into working on cars, my passions, my hobbies, using music as a form of meditation, you know, uh, and the most recent one that I've been like pushing my edge on is talking about what's actually going on to those that are safe and confidants around me. Right. And then fulfilling these, these things that we talked about, um, for ourselves. Like I, I personally have to do, a, I do a lot of work to help build my self-worth up to the sense where things are an option. Things are a choice. What do I choose? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> For me, it's it's pretty much the same stuff that I already do. Um, like, you know, do my prayers, do my meditation, um, do my readings, and um, do my inventories throughout my day at night and morning. The ones that I'm going to start adding a little more into my routine is, like, checking in with people. Um, and the reason for it is to get out of, not only just to get out of myself, but just to see how other people are doing. Check in with people, man. You know, expand your your communication with people, especially around this time, like like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, is like a lot of people are struggling around this time. Like I had a conversation with a friend. She just went through like some depression and she was stuck in it for a while and kind of just isolated from everything. And it's funny because we were both going through a similar situation as far as like she made a decision to step away from, from another person. And it's like I had text. I was like, hey, I hope you're having a good day. You know, telling you good energy and she's like dude i was just thinking about you and then we ended up having a phone call and and so you just never know who's going through stuff and how your conversation is going to go with another person maybe you guys are going through the same stuff you guys need to have the conversation um so that's one thing i've been adding to my to my disposal of tools um i think the other one that's been pretty helpful too is um is working with new guys in my pro in the program that's been super, super helpful lately. Um, it just, like, the way I've been feeling the last few days, you know, being sad and emotional, but at the same time, I'm still taking actions to better myself. I've been feeling really good about that, too. It's like, okay, I can grieve, I can go through these things, but I can still take actions in other aspects of my life that fulfills me. And I do still have a purpose. Even though I'm going through some stuff, I still could, like, fulfill that purpose as far as like helping other people 
And one thing you mentioned earlier is like, you know, grieving is like everyone thinks grieving is like when you lose a person or someone's dies or lose a job. But anything, you can grieve from anything, like from the sun not being up so late, like you can grieve from that, you know, or I don't know, just so many different things. I can't count. I can't can't think of any of them. I don't know why they just lost somewhere. <laughs> um, but the most the most important thing is just be mindful of yourself um don't beat yourself up so much if you're feeling depressed that's okay it's you're not alone you know reach out to people um like we mentioned a few times in this in this in the podcast is like find someone where you can share in a in a, in a safe place <laughs> that's really important to be able to do that so I'm losing it right now. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> no, it's just two things that you said that something comes up for me about, which is the grievance. Like we can end up grieving anything. I, I've had where it relates to in this, this topic for me is the grievance of a season for another. I can't accept the new if I don't grieve the old. And what came up for me is like how other cultures have rituals or ceremonies for what may seem like minuscule things, but it's actually a grievance of that. It's a celebration and a full experience and a grievance of whatever is to come or pass, what have you. Like the the um, Diwali today, what I view it as is like a ceremony to let go of the very light season and then incorporate, you know, because it's, it's involving like prayer and like lighting candles throughout the house to allow a deity into the house. Um, it's creating the own light amongst the darkness, right? And it's a, it's a, it's a ceremony of grievance of what the summer was. It's, a, a, it's letting us know that we're shifting gears into the next one. So from heavy grievance from probably the passing of someone to a ceremony of the changing of the seasons to, I mean, the grievance of the cookie I ate last night. It could be just a little ceremony. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. I, it's, it's true. <laughs> it it's may seem like funny or like uh, r ridiculous, but like I feel it's very easy for me to basically mark chapters in my life by doing these minute ceremonial things, right? And just moving on, because it's the full human experience. If I really miss that goddamn cookie, I'll miss that goddamn cookie. Yeah, <laughs> you know and, that's, and that's okay. I forgot the other topic I was gonna say. Is there something else you wanna talk about? Working with other guys. Mm -hmm. um, You've been working with one for a while now. I've been working with one and like he's just, He's so, doing the do, man. It just makes me so goddamn happy. Yeah. <laughs> but in general, working, in general, being a service to other people is like getting out of self. What the process that I know of is acknowledging what's going on, handling the mental obsession about it, and then helping the next person that the opportunity allots for me to help. From doing that process, like even though my, my, my body's like, this makes me uncomfortable, what about me? It's like I'm an extremist, I, I recluse. Doing this disconfirming action of building the self-esteem that I have something to offer this other person, like you need groceries or you need the ham for your Thanksgiving dinner, like whatever opportunity comes, like it's gonna come. It's that call to action for me to 
wind up trying to do it. From me doing that experience, I realized that life is much more fulfilling than I thought, and I don't need these external things. It's about human connection. I don't need that lamp from <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> I could be your light, mate. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I'm just right next door, bro. <laughs> Or I don't need that like excessively expensive car part to fulfill like th this thing that I'm not looking at, right? Because I just I can distract myself with external things a lot. But what I realize is, hand writing down what's going on with me and handling that situations to further be present with life to enact and enact a service for another human being outside of myself allows me to get to this level of humility and serenity that I feel so alive. Right. And I feel like these were like co points that can allow me to navigate this upcoming season, seasonal depression or seasons and holidays accordingly. Because what, what do we talk about? Self worth, wanting to feel stuff external than ourselves, routine that we remember from things past, or navigating family through traditional beliefs and/or guilting into doing things like. Dropping into the body what feels right for us, I think is very important. That journaling allows me to see it. What do I do with that? Making the game plan of like, is this a fear-based thing that I'm trying to run from? Is this something that I could work on? Do I need to talk to an individual that may have more knowledge around this? Like it, it allows this, this opportunity to socialize with others. Hey, I'm going through it too. You're not alone, right? That that would be my takeaway from all this. I just noticed the room's hella dark. <laughs> and it's hella bright outside. <laughs> um yeah, it's as you were talking about, you know, working with another person, I, I I just got a text from one of the guys that I met with this morning and he's like, Bro, the fact that I could stand confidently still in a crowded room is everything. And that's that's beautiful, bro. As you know, because, you know, when we're drugs and alcoholics, like, we, we're so, like, fear-based, just just can't sit still, right? Because we're just irritable. You know, we're discontent. Like, we have to be doing something. We're going to move. And for him to, like, say that, hey, bro, I feel so confident sitting down still. Like, oh, my God, it's huge. And, like, for some other people, it may think that's, like, it's kind of silly. It's like, dude. <laughs> you know what we go through and to have that kind of like peace of mind around that that's huge man and like i just you know i live for this kind of stuff you know like you mentioned man it's, it's such a beautiful gift to be able to help other people uh whether that's through the podcast or that's at work or at the liquor store why did i say liquor store we don't go to liquor stores <laughs> grocery store <laughs> i don't know why i say liquor store i was like i haven't even been in a liquor store in a long time <laughs> Um, or just wherever you go, family. <laughs> Look at Derek's looking at me. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, so man, I'm super pumped, dude. I'm excited for this episode. This is like, I love the fact that like we come into it just full of fear and like, <laughs> like just like hella tight in our belly, and now we're just like laughing, chilling. Like my whole body is just so calm, you know, because I I drop from the head to the body, right. Kind of like we talked about and we're just fluid now just loose and do, doing that action of saying something that is fearful of being vulnerable in a safe space creating a disconfirming experience full yeah. circle exactly so 
with all this being said, um, should you relate to what we've talked about? Should you have anything to add? Should you have anything to talk about on this thing or needing someone to talk about? Um, our Instagrams are open Always. for messaging. Like you can DM Jose, Jose, AKA Che, or myself at ASG240. Or, or, <laughs> or even the, the podcast page uh, at Hello Spiritual Podcast. Because we, we, we understand uh, what goes on uh, around this, this time of year, not coming from like the perfect past um, and all that we've talked about, but we've grown how to navigate the authentic feelings that we feel and enact much different than we did before, which is in a much healthier dynamic. So should you have any concerns around that? I know family stuff is touchy. With, with, with things I'm not the best at it but like I've done a few things that I've I felt like I've helped other people from talking about it and I just want to share that that gift because there is this whole other life outside of limiting beliefs that I used to think because I was feeling so low of myself so nope I have nothing else to say ended the way you ended it perfect and with that, I just want to make a shout out to our producer, Derek. Uh, he, he's always coming through, setting up recording and whatnot. It perfects our voice to sound as magical as it does. Magic. Magic. Um, feel free to hit him up at his Instagram, D underscore S-N-E-D dot wave. And until then. See you next time. Peace. Peace. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>